Cartoons, the animated frontier. These are the voyages of the Cellcast podcast. It's continuing mission to explore strange new cartoons, to seek out new animation styles and new creative storytelling methods, to boldly go where so few ever go again. Another episode of the Cellcast. Joining me today is a man who he doesn't know why he keeps being teleported back forward in time at the worst possible moments. Welcome, Jacob. Meow. The cat was not involved. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, what am I doing here? (laughs) You'd think Wash would at least wait till you had a towel on. Yeah, thanks, Washu. <laughs> How embarrassing. <laughs> Why, thank you. Let me introduce our co-host, a man who has so many women wanting and dying for his affection, he can't just pick one. Oh, how Welcome I Drew. wish this was the case. <laughs> Boy, our first harame is going down great already. <laughs> It's going perfect. (laughs) Also joining us today is a man who uh, just found this weird little cat-rabbit hybrid thing out in the woods, and somehow it's also a spaceship. Welcome, Dallas of Geek Devotions. What's going on, guys? How y'all doing? Fantastic. Good. Indeed. (laughs) So... How are y'all doing today? All three, all, both of y'all. Doing well. All right. I'm doing very well. It seems like a very long week. <laughs> it's only Tuesday. <laughs> I, I don't know. The, the, the older you get, because you can think back to a, your childhood and think, man, the week just flew by. And now as an adult in their late 30s, Man, the day the the weeks just drag. It's like, man, can the weekend just get here? I hate to tell you this, but my weeks are going by too fast. Wow, can, can we swap? I know. In my def- in my defense, well, actually, you have the, about the same amount of things I do now that I think about it. Because <laughs> a lot of those were at the, were there at the same time. Yeah. So, uh, Jacob. Since we do have a guest on, I believe it is time for the interrogation. Oh, okay. That's going to be be what we call this. Okay. (laughs) The interrogation. Yeah, interrogation notes. All right. All right, Dallas. So as our tradition on the Cellcast, when we have a guest, we ask you a bunch of questions we have not uh, pre-informed you about. Because honestly, I I wrote these like an hour ago. (laughs) All right, so question. Go ahead. So, question one: What was the anime that got you hooked on the anime genre? Uh, the anime that got me hooked on the anime genre. Um, I prefer medium, but whichever. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, man, that's a tough question. I've I've been into anime for so long. Um, it's it's a toss up, probably between um, Dragon Ball Z and Tenchi Moyo. 
Okay. I'll go Dragon Ball Z if I'm answering. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because Mine. I know that's the one that got me interested. <laughs> Mine was the weird one. Be like, it was never, it wasn't Dragon Ball. It wasn't Tenchi. It was either, I'm going to say it and be immediately transparently honest. Either it was Gundam Wing. My man. Or, or Inuyasha. Yeah. I can see both of these. Yeah. I got into Inuyasha later, but Gundam Wing was definitely it's it's in one of my top top favorites. Yeah. I I didn't get into Inuyasha until it was on Adult Swim. So yeah, oh. Fushigi yeah. Yugi that was one of the ones that really helped to solidify me too. That was a great franchise series. Agreed, mm-hmm. and they finally finished it. <laughs> they finally. finally finished it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so question number two. What is your what was your favorite animated series as a child, and has your perspective changed as an adult to that series? Um, as a child, probably just because it was accessible to me, it was probably Dragon Ball Z, um, simply because it was the most accessible thing that I could get to because it was really big back then. Um, has it, it's my stuff has probably changed a little bit. Um, I'm thankful for Dragon Ball Z Kai because it chops out a lot of the filler. <laughs> yes. Yep. A not lot of all the, of it. It's not all of it. Of, so. I mean, it still takes about ten episodes for those five minutes it was going to take the planet Namek to blow up. Yeah, that's but, a true story. Yeah. <laughs> Last time on Dragon Ball Z, three episodes later. Right. So, but I've definitely come into like as I've gotten older, I've gotten more into um, more slice of life ish type of animes rather than just okay. um, like like because Dragon Ball is such a shonen, you know, fight yell scream rawr type of yeah. thing uh so i've grown into more of that slice of life but also like like a lot of the stuff that's on gundam where it's very like there's a deep story behind it where you're we're really looking at people's lives and the effect of what they're going through so that's kind of where i'm at now okay uh if i was to answer that personally it'd probably be If the anime that I enjoyed when I was younger would probably be Gundam Wing, mm-hmm. and now as an adult from that perspective, you get really annoyed with the uh, the pretty boy angle and like, <laughs> oh the oh he's got so much drama in his life. Oh my gosh, <laughs> just get the Gundam and fight. <laughs> so look, here's the thing: Dragon Ball Z was my was my first. Yeah. I don't remember the filler being so bad when I watched it originally. <laughs> now, I know that was the Ocean Group dub. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's actually even shorter than what there, it's there now. <laughs> because they actually cut out a lot of stuff. It's about as, it's, it's a, it's about as long as Kai is, at least for the, the episodes they actually did. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I swear the filler was not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> in, ni- in 1998 99 right. on that first dub oh but gosh. i've gone back and watched tried to watch that first season now and it's like i think i'll just go watch a bridge <laughs> oh I, not the bridge <laughs> oh bridge is amazing bridge is so funny to to follow up my point with that uh the character relina has a death wish i'm just saying <laughs> Like the entire series, she is literally like, Hito, come and kill me. <laughs> it's like, girl, you've lost. You'll be like, like have you been hit on the head too many times by a Gundam? <laughs> it's like, what is your problem? You're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. 
But yeah, uh, I definitely need to get caught up on Gundam. <laughs> I've got the entire collection, dude. If you want to borrow, oh, it. the whole thing is on Verve. Okay, we'll never. But I may it. borrow it anyway because that will be a better signal. <laughs> but even even though it's DVD, better video quality. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So uh, we... I do want to point out something that Ashley Cronin better just put Go in the it. chat. She says, uh, not all of the filler was horrendous. Goku and Piccolo getting their driver's license was very oh entertaining. This is true. This is true. <laughs> Points to Ash. It's the sing single greatest bit of filler <laughs> that ever existed. <laughs> all based on a uh, co cover image. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> anyway, all right. All right. continue. So, question number three. What was the first animated movie you ever saw in theaters? Anime or animated? Either way. Oh, oof. that's a hard one. I want to say the first animated one I ever saw in theaters was a re-release of the Aristocats. Um, Ooh. Yeah. Okay. And uh, which I loved greatly. Um, as far as the first anime that I've seen in theaters, um, mm -hmm. don't shame me, but it was Pokemon, the first movie. No shame. No shame. <laughs> we, was, we reviewed the movie. Yeah. That was my first one I saw in theaters. Got the little like metal Pokemon card that they were giving out while you're there. All that kind of stuff. There's no shame. I was no. at the day one, the first showing here in Jacksonville of Detective Pikachu. My man. So there's no shame. <laughs> hmm. How old were you when that movie came out? When uh, the, the, the first Pokemon movie came out? I just asking. It was 99, so I was 15, I think. Okay. Okay. It's not too much worse than us. <laughs> <laughs> 99, I would have been... Actually, I think I would have been about 15. Yeah, so I was I was about... Uh, 14, maybe 13. I think, I, was, I think it's 13. Well, how old are you? I, right now, I'm 35, and okay. I turned 36 at the end of the year. Okay, yeah, you would have been 13, 14 years old. Yeah, and I still didn't have a way to go see it in a theater. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably been like fifth, like 16 years old. Right? Yeah. All right, so going back to the questions. If I can get them, my notes pulled up. <laughs> All right. All right. Name one anime, animated series, or movie OVA, only one that you would not recommend to anyone would not recommend to anyone yes um oh my gosh <laughs> there's a lot of terrible ones out there guys um oh tell me about it <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh worse oav um ova brother I would say there was one called Vampire Wars. I had heard about that one. I saw it on Sci-Fi Channel at 2 o'clock in the morning one day. And I regretted it. <laughs> uh, I think I know a worse one. Oh, Okay. Too. But I, I want to point out that this may not be the fault of the English dub studio. They may have just done the best they could with what they had. <laughs> and that was the anime Boba Bobo Bobo Boba Bo. That is the name of it. <laughs> what? It's stupid. Okay. It is a very stupid. 
<laughs> but I watched 15 episodes of this. Why didn't you because watch it? Was... <laughs> it was like a train wreck. <laughs> you they don't want to stare. Away. You can't really look away. And the minute you do, you're going to go, what did I just watch? Nobody knows. <laughs> the trouble I've seen. But no, really, what it's about is apparently this emperor has taken over the world, and his name is Emperor Baldy Bald, <laughs> and he is bald. And this is the actual Japanese name, by the way. I've double-checked all this stuff. Oh, man. And so the, a great hair warrior by the name of Bo-Bo-Bo-Bo-Bo-Bo-Bo-Bo <laughs> is the one who's going back and take and to, to take him out. Oh, and man. And it, it makes fun of pretty much everything in the stupidest way possible that's crazy oh wow and you can't i can't find the dub anywhere anymore <laughs> probably for good reason why. yeah yeah the company went out of business <laughs> oh, and un unlike fully Cooley, no. uh nobody bothered to pick it up there no i know i have a better answer uh, what is it called it's on amazon and it's basically a mashup of four different animes, but dubbed terribly. It like they've they split they've they've spliced in Robotech, they spliced in Gundam, but they tweaked the colors. It's like a like a like one of those bad Korean ripoffs that are wow. out there. Oh my gosh. I gotta I gotta figure out what it is, but it's a terrible anime series that's on there. So keep asking right. questions. I'll, I'll I'll figure it out. Alright, so Last and final question. Okay. Question five. All right. If you could pick one biblical character or event in the Bible to be faithfully adapted into an anime, which would it be? And what anime's animation studio would produce the series or movie? Oh, man. <laughs> That's oof. Because here's the deal. There are whole mangas that tell uh, Bible stories. Um, mm -hmm. They call the manga Bible. It's a great, it's a great series. Uh, and so I've seen some of these played out, and they're done. Uh, most of the ones I have are Old Testament, and the guy who did it was a super, like a lot of his art style is a kind of an homage to Osamu Tezuka, which is the he's like the godfather of anime. And oh, yeah, um, love is like Astro Boy. Um, mm -hmm. and all those, those, those were Osamu Tezuka. Um, and so this guy did a lot of homages to Tezuka. But I would like to see, <laughs> I would like to see, um, I would like to see the story where Mary's telling Joseph about what's happening, about the fact that she's pregnant. <laughs> That would be good. Actually. That would that would be interesting to see, no matter what format. We're talking about. <laughs> that is true. Be done by the same cats who did um, Fruits Basket. Hmm. Oh. Okay. Which is a like the original Fruits Basket, not the new one, which is super clean. The original one was like it's very wavy lines and very it's very it's humorous the art style, um, and it's it's just a really adorable. But there's a lot of humor involved in it also, and okay. um, Celeste was telling me about it. And it's a uh, it's a really cool series, actually. And the story behind the artist is also really interesting. We'll get into that later, though, if you want to. Excellent. Well, thank you. I think you passed. Woohoo! 
<laughs> Wait, we were grading? <laughs> no, we weren't. I didn't think we were. <laughs> no, you failed miserably. No! <laughs> Not again! It's really sad your brother did better than him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my goodness. Well, well in, in Jim's defense, he doesn't watch anim- anime, so... That, that's fair. That's yeah, fair. he was just like lost the... And, was like, admittedly, what? on his episodes, we didn't even talk about anime. <laughs> no, we didn't. <laughs> Uh, all right. Anyway, uh, I guess that brings us into what we've been watching. So, yes. Dallas, since you're our guest, you get to start this. Yeah, um, I, I've been watching a lot of anime um, because um, it's the focus of my 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 show for right now. Uh, so <laughs> we watched a lot of stuff. I recently watched um, a really great anime movie. It was um, Lupin the Third, the First. And I've been meaning to watch that one actually. Yeah, or Lupin. I'm sorry, that's how they pronounce it. Lupin is a um Yes, that is the legal way they're allowed to pronounce it. Right. Um <laughs> because French. And uh <laughs> Well, and technically uh they can't legally say the actual French word because of copyright issues. Yeah, that's what I was with oh. the uh LeBlanc estate. Right. Exactly. And so, but uh, Lupin the Third, the first, is kind of a homage to the whole franchise of Lupin, uh, or Lupin rather. Um, and it takes place um, ten years after World War II, so it's taking place in that time frame. And it's a 3D animation, which I'm sketchy on when you take anime and you make it 3D. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they did a really great job. And again, what I loved about it was it was one big homage to the entire franchise and uh, to the creator uh, who's. Pin name is Punch Monkey. Mm-hmm. And so, or Monkey Punch. Monkey Punch, yeah. But uh, I liked it. I like. I really enjoyed that. That was really a cool anime to watch. To watch them animate it. Um, I've watched some Lupin over the years, and I'm a big fan of when you when you do that when you pay an homage to the original mm-hmm. creators and the original stuff like that. And it was just really beautifully done. It was a good story. Like it's not going to win Academy Award or anything like that, but it was a good story that you know you were entertained with. So I watched that recently. Um, oh, um, we've been watching, so let's have been watching this, um, series on HBO max called the prodigal son and, uh, Ooh. nothing biblical about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's, um, it's a, it's a, it was originally, it's a Fox series and I don't know if it's still playing on Fox. Um, but it's about this, uh, this guy who is a profiler and his father was one of the one of the world's worst serial killers, and he actually had was the one who had to turn in his father, and so it follows him kind of processing all the emotions of that, and also um, dealing with life at the same time. And it's it's really really interesting, and intriguing. I've seen previews to this. It looks really good. It is. It's really good. And it's actually relatively clean, which I appreciate. Um, did you guys ever watch Fringe? Yes, a little bit. I watched the whole thing. It gives me. S- I'll, I, I'll admit, I watched it because I wanted to see if this J.J. Abrams guy could actually make Star Trek. <laughs> I get that. Uh, Prodigal Son gives me real um, Fringe vibes, like at least from season one Fringe, where there's mm-hmm. always this air of mystery of what's going on. So that's what I've been watching. All right. Jacob. All right. So I finished up, uh, I want to see episode four, but uh, Harry Potter and Prisoner Azkaban the yeah. other day because I got, I got it on, I got mm-hmm. the whole series on Blu ray. Nice. The whole, the whole franchise on Blu ray. 
with a slew of other films I have never seen before. So I'm going to start unpacking that, uh, including Firefly. I've never seen the series. Oh wow! And believe me, like all uh, most most of my friends are are uh, brown. What is it? Brown coats. Brown, brown coats, coats is the term. Yeah, brown coats. Just I am not one the of them, but yes, I know brown coats is the term. <laughs> yeah, so listen I, to brown I, coats. I to, I've, I've yet to actually finish it. Oh really? I've got it over here. I just have only watched about half of it. <laughs> so you've watched five episodes. Episodes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, it sounded better when I said half. Oh my gosh! Thank you, Fox. <laughs> Disney needs to fix that problem. Agreed. Agreed. Somehow. <laughs> well, screw it up, but they need to do, at least try. <laughs> right. So, Jake, have you started Firefly, or is it you're about to start Firefly? I've I've seen a few episodes here and there, but I need to just watch the entire thing. Right. Because oddly okay. enough, I saw Serenity before I watched. I think I saw like one of the first episodes, and I saw Serenity, and everyone was like, "What? <laughs> like, okay. wait, you saw like the death of this character? It's like, how dare you? This is blasphemy." <laughs> no shame. I did the same thing, bro. I didn't even know Firefly existed until I saw Serenity. Yeah, because I started this. I started seeing commercials for this and thought, "Yeah, this looks kind of like an interesting movie. Hmm. I think I want to give this a shot." You get in, it's like all these people. You're supposed to know who all these people are. I'm going. I have no idea what's going on. Hmm. And then I says, "Oh, based on a TV show." Well, Sounds like another movie. I wish I'd have known that. <laughs> Sounds like another movie we might talk about later. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So rolling around that that same train, I started because in that same bundle of movies, I got do- uh, the uh, the first uh, the full season of uh, the Ninth Doctor. Nice of Doctor Who. Yeah. So it, granted, that was my first introduction to Doctor Who. Be like, I had heard of Doctor Who, right? But watching this was like, man, this is awesome. Yeah. And uh, I think I've got to like episode yeah, five. He'd heard of Doctor Who. Yeah, just a little <laughs> bit, just a little bit. And uh, I think I watched. That's just the closest uh, thing I can get a hold of. I've also got a TARDIS USB port over there. Yeah. I've got a TARDIS bookcase <laughs> way over there. Uh, half the Christmas tree ornaments on my tree that aren't. I actually did finally take down. Are, uh, <laughs> oh, you got jelly babies. Nice. <laughs> I actually have a weeping angel for my t- Christmas tree topper. Wow. Nice. So, so what do you call it? Oh, I'll be like, so. You're a Hoovian. Hoovian is the term. Okay. I, I want to get these these terms right because believe me, be like, oh my gosh, you called uh, a brown coat, you know, a, a something else. How dare you? Because <laughs> some people will do that. It's like, oh my gosh, be like, you insulted brown coats. <laughs> you will never have to worry about this from me. I already fixed your only faux pas so far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not a yeah. Go, let's, go listen to that first episode of Lower Decks. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> And see how many times he says Star Trek. Uh. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so I, so I, I, I got through like episode five, and granted that was my first real uh, exposure to Doctor Who, and I got through uh, Tennant and Smith, and I just dropped off after that when the Capaldi, uh, I think his name is Capaldi, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, Capaldi. I was just like, I just didn't like the writing. Uh, okay, and. Um, that is where Stephen Moffat was getting a little dry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I, I can't, I can't get into the newest one. 
Yeah. The, the female doctor. It has nothing to do with the actress. It's just I cannot get into the show. I couldn't get into the script of her stuff. I liked Capaldi because he reminded me of the original doctors more. And uh, I'm mm. a fan of, of classic who. There's a lot of Capaldi episodes. That's like, these are some of the best episodes of doctor who I've seen, mm-hmm. but it's intermixed with some of the worst episodes <laughs> of doctor who I've seen. It happens. <laughs> At least the sets plus, don't fall down. But plus uh, you can't get any cooler then riding in in on a tank while wearing sonic uh, sunglasses while <laughs> strumming along on a guitar yes. in the middle of medieval Europe. <laughs> this happened and it was hilarious and it made perfect sense at the time. It was a fantastic if do- moment. <laughs> if I had dog ears it'd be like, huh? <laughs> you'll have to you'll have I, I will send you, I'll I'll find the name of that episode and show it to oh, you. Oh, okay. I got you. So I wor- I was working through that. And then having to review the movie we're reviewing tonight, and Drew allowed me to borrow his box set, which has all three movies. All in there. three movies. So I made the error of thinking. <laughs> so it's Tenchi Muyo in love, Tenchi Muyo two, and then Tenchi Muyo Daughter of Darkness. So I watched Tenchi Muyo two, thinking, okay, that's a sequel to it or something like that. Nope, that would make sense to me. <laughs> Like that was the most weirdest <laughs> movie I have ever watched. It's it, it's drags. It has. It's like okay, oh oh okay, you're going there. Oh okay, why is this more realistic than anything else? Saying that's the weirdest movie he's ever watched because he's not watched this one yet. Paprika. Ooh, <laughs> maybe. I wouldn't say it's the weirdest. It was more. It's it was more. Schedule, by the it way. was. It was strange. It was odd. It was, oh, okay, you're going there in this anime. Oh, okay. Whoa, okay, you're showing that in this anime. Okay. And it's just, it's I haven't kind watched of the other two movies It's yet. kind of boring. And then I finally got around to watching uh, Daughter of Darkness. That was fairly good, except for the, uh, yeah, yeah. how do you just on a family-friendly show? <laughs> let's not. Yeah, let's not. We got too close with your name. Yeah. Oof. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> Anyway, anything yeah. else? Uh, no, actually, I don't have as much as you've got, but I have a couple things. Uh, at Dallas's suggestion over on his Anime April over there, at Geek Devotions, I tried a new show on uh, Netflix mm. called uh, "The Way of the House Husband." Yes, I watched all five episodes in one night. <laughs> <laughs> And it was one of those where it's like, I just couldn't stop. It was, <laughs> I had to stop. I actually had to pause the, the thing about two or three times to stop laughing. <laughs> knowing I was going to have to hit play and go and see something else absolutely ridiculous, but yet totally makes sense. Oh it gosh. makes sense, man. I love that show so much. So <laughs> strangely, one of my favorite moments is it has, it's a one the, it's that second, a cat segment mm-hmm. in the second episode where the cat is decides it needs to go to the restroom and the other cat's <laughs> trying to say you can't go here <laughs> yes. and every time it's like i'm going to poop yep. i'm going to poop <laughs> says, you can't do that here it's like, you need to go elsewhere you need to get like, i see what you're saying 
but I'm going to poop. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, the cat throws him into the litter box and says, if you don't poop in here, go ahead and poop in here. If you go out there, they're going to blame me. <laughs> it's like it has nothing to do with anything, and yet I thought it was hilarious. Oh, my gosh. It's so great, man. <laughs> that is a great show. If you have not watched The Way of the House Husband yet, you need to. It is funny as all get out. Um <laughs> Of course, I also watched uh, the latest episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yes, it's very it's, good. It, it was better than I think the last couple episodes were for me. Because mm -hmm. I don't know what it was, but all that stuff happening over in a uh, fake country, I that I, name I can't remember, which makes me a horrible Marvel fan. <laughs> um, all the stuff with Zemo just was not that interesting to me. Yeah. I know that sounds weird. It's just I couldn't get into it. Zemo, the uh, character of Zemo is dry in this one for some reason. Yeah, yeah, he he's very dry. I liked him better in uh, uh, Civil War, mm -hmm. but uh, once we got back to where uh, how it was affecting, when it got back to being Sam's story, mm -hmm. yeah, you gotta get right down to it. Yeah, and we actually got to focus on uh, Sam and uh, Bucky. Uh, that's because that's what the show's supposed to be. It's just they do all this time over there with all these other people, and it's right. like. I, don't know why I should care, <laughs> even though I kind of do. But uh, well, about the time the new Captain America goes bonkers is about where I got interested again. Yeah, spoilers for anybody. <laughs> I just said yeah, he went just bonkers. A bit. I just said he went bonkers. I didn't tell you how. Yeah, I didn't say what he did. Right. So it's interesting. And, and besides, there's no way this guy can beat Chris Evans. We all know. Well, this, this is a true story. So. It's interesting but, you say yeah, that yeah. this was so good for you, though, because uh, I was listening to a couple podcasts today, and it's kind of split. Some people either they loved this last episode of Falcon, or they just were like, eh, it's okay, because there wasn't enough like, action within it. I liked See, it because I felt like I'm, it was dead earth. I'm a relationship guy. Yeah. The relationships have got to be there for me to care. If it's just action after action, I was like, this is just visual noise on screen. <laughs> I like, don't get me wrong, I love fight scenes. Yeah. yeah. But I need some, at least, I need some reason to care. Mm -hmm. It's one of the reasons, I, I know we haven't talked on the show uh, any about Kong versus Godzilla, or Godzilla versus Kong, but it's one of the reasons I like this, because I actually felt for Kong throughout the entire movie. So, because uh, I think this, that, that, I think that story was a bit better than King of the Monsters, in my opinion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All that's beside the point. Uh <laughs> I've tried a couple other shows, but I don't want to bring them up here because I don't really know if I like them or not. So, <laughs> and I can't remember the names. So, although I did actually start Mobile Suit Gundam, my man, the original, because I've never seen it. Oof. I don't know why I missed it. Are you watching the let's series? See, I, let, or? Me let, let me rephrase. I think I saw an episode once because uh, the animation style on the. Uh, I can't think of the, the the villains' mobile suits. Um, I keep wanting to call them Zuko. That's not what they're called. Zaku's. Zaku's, yeah. The the animation on the Zaku's in one scene is like, okay, I remember this art. Right. I know that doesn't make sense, but I remember this art. <laughs> I don't remember any, what was going on at the time. Right. I remember this art. So I think I may have seen the original one time, but mm -hmm. I, I think that was when I was in a hotel in, in uh, Dallas, Texas once. Right. Hmm. And only saw maybe a couple episodes and just not enough to get into it. Yeah. Now, are you watching but, the actual series or are you watching the... Um, the series. Okay, so not the movies that break down the series. Right. I, I'm, 
I'm one of those guys that likes to go through the actual series. Mm-hmm. The only time I broke this rule was when I tried to watch Madoka Magica. Okay. Because honestly, I got it flowed better in movie form than it did in TV show form for me. Right. Just saying that for me. I get that. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah, that's pretty much what I've been watching. So uh, Jacob, what do we got in the news? All right. So news-wise, Sony Pictures Animation has tapped three directors to take over the adventures of Miles Morales and the Spidey Squad for the high anticipated sequel to the Oscar-winning animated feature Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, slated for October 7, 2021. Uh, it does go in detail of who the director is. Hang on, that are. movie is coming out in, on October 7th this year? 22. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. I was like, like, how can you you produce that with three new directors? (laughs) Yeah. I'm already worried since they had to rehire directors. I'm wondering how many writers this thing has now. Yeah. (laughs) I want this to be good because I absolutely love the first one. Right. Yeah. If you couldn't tell from our review. No, (laughs) of course not. Monty forgot to tell me one little thing about that movie. I admitted to that. <laughs> I know. I'm just joking. I am just joking. That's why I do a much better job of trying to catch it now. Yes. <laughs> what what you're, what you're referring to he is ha- that I, I have I have Tourette's disorders, most people know. And you it, have you get epilepsy from time to time. Yeah, whenever I get strobe lights. Yes. In fact, I had to warn you about this movie. Yes. <laughs> I wasn't sure, but it was close. It was it was pretty close. <laughs> So yeah, the, I think it was like the, the the first scene. We're sitting there, and I'm like watching the movie, like really beautiful, and it's just strobing like crazy. I'm like, Urgh. yeah, during like, those logos, and yeah, the logo, and it logo. never occurred to me that you had epilepsy, <laughs> even though we saw Incredibles two together like six months prior to this. Yeah, <laughs> and I already knew, and I knew you had it. It just didn't occur to me you had it. Yes. <laughs> But there, there again, I just, I just, I say that more out of just joking, and I'd be like, Drew has been a really good friend when it comes to like, hey, you don't want to watch this. Hey, this is coming up in this movie, so be prepared for it. It's it's just me being a good friend, exactly. Because if I know I watched it before you did, I want to at least give you a heads up. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> All right, so going back into the news. All right, uh. The Mitchells versus the Machines is coming only to Netflix on April 30th, 2021. And which I think we're going to do a reaction to. Huh? Yeah. Uh, I said it's 10 days from now. Yeah. From recording. From- okay. Yeah. I think we are talking about doing a reaction to that one because that looks funny. It does. I'm kind of surprised it's going straight to Netflix. I would have assumed it would. Just from what I've seen, it looks like it should have uh, passed the marks to go to theaters. But I guess not. I guess not. Well, it was probably due to COVID and all. Well, stuff. yeah, I mean, I know that makes it harder to get stuff in a theater, but I thought this was the way from what the trailer I saw. This looked like it would have been like, but well, it looks like it would be better than the Crudes too. <laughs> mm, okay, I've been seeing the Crudes, so yeah, we're gonna eventually do that. I'm surprised there's a sequel. That's my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, burn! Well, I don't need to do that episode anymore. <laughs> oh, we'll still do it. We still need to do movies we hate. <laughs> yes, we do. We do. We already do. All right. So in the final bit of news, and this is something that probably anime fans have been longing for for nearly 30 years. And if you are an anime fan, you probably know what I'm referring to. 
uh, Big West and Studio Null have acknowledged acknowledged that Harmony Gold Macro's license ended decades of legal legal disputes, allowing for international release of of the multi Macross anime, as well as the anime animation release of upcoming Robotech Robotech movies. So this has been something going on in the legal world for years. Yep. Mm-hmm. And because I remember watching uh, like the first episode of Robotech back in the 80s or like in the early 90s because my cousin had the first episode. And it was like, dude, this is amazing. And uh, it was like, wait, this is three things spliced together? Yeah. And everyone everyone keeps telling me it's such an amazing show. And uh, like it's, I find it's almost dumbfounding that one company has held on to the held on to the rights of one anime because most of the time they they kind of just pass off to one another unless you're like this big company mm-hmm. and it's harmony apparently harmony gold has just hold, held on to it and not mm-hmm. not lost the rights to it hasn't extinguished i'd be like well i mean uh ADV had a stranglehold on the Evangelion rights for years yeah, until agreed. they were ne- until they nearly went out of business. And that had is to, true. And had to pretty much reform its Sentai film works. Mm-hmm. Very true. Very and true. They lost it pretty much then. Yeah. Yeah. Evangelion, a good series, very much of a head trip. Oh man. Let's say that. I like, still haven't finished it. <laughs> I love Ava. I love that series. Some people hate it. It's just like uh it's it's too boring or something like that it's it's got this really deep psychological there's a like, lot of exposition what, takes place in it there is there's a lot of exposition going on all i know is the clips i've seen of the final movie have a lot of orange juice <laughs> a lot of, a lot of orange juice a lot of orange that, juice <laughs> that that is more that is more fans getting outraged by the end of uh, the end of the series because it didn't meet their expectations mm-hmm. because it it pulled them out of their fantasy and said, oh, no, be like, this is stupid. We're going to do all these terrible things to you and your family. It's like, okay, fine. I'll make you an ending, and you're not going to like it. Right. And that movie is a trip, to say the least. (laughs) Definitely the first five minutes. Oh, my gosh. See, I'm waiting until you make us do this on the animated series. Oh, Because I know it's coming. Mm -hmm. And I know it's going to be the original dub because you love it so much. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. And I know at some point you're going to say, okay, Drew, we did the whole show. It's now time to torture you. That's <laughs> <laughs> the end of Evangelion. You may need a pillow to hug while you watch it. <laughs> Just oh, don't it. worry. I've, I've got an entire beanbag couch. <laughs> yeah, just uh, just avoid being the hedgehog. <laughs> what? Hedgehog's dilemma. Oh, okay. Either way, I was confused. I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> All right, so that is the end of the news. All right, so now we need to. On that note, uh, we need to jump into the spoiler-free section of our review of Tenchi Muyo in Love, and we're going to start with Dallas. Dallas, what are your feelings on uh, spoiler-free wise of this movie? Uh, my feelings are um, I have mad nostalgia for this film, and um, I love it so much. Um, I, I actually watched this film before I ever saw Tenchi Moyo the series. And um, I love the art. I think it's beautiful. Um, and the story is interesting, especially if you have context <laughs> of what's happening. Yes. But, but even without mm-hmm. the context, I was pulled into it. And um, I don't know. I just, I really enjoyed the film on a regular basis. 
All right. So are you saying people should watch it? Uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> 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 I'm trying not to like go like, we got the rating stuff at the end of everything like that, but, but, right, it, right. but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, the story itself is, it's interesting. It is a slice of life anime, in my opinion. I know that it's a harem anime, um, but it's a slice of life anime. It really takes a section of, of daily life, uh, with some interesting drama taking place. Of not necessarily the main characters, but of the main character's um, mother and father. And th- that portion of the story is what really, to me, makes it really a special anime. And um, like it does a great job of pulling in you with certain action moments. does a great job of pulling you in with certain um, really sweet, tender moments. Um, and so, yeah, I can definitely recommend the film as a whole from the, from the storytelling uh, to definitely the art and um, again just the the emotional pull it pulls at certain areas all righty jacob your spoiler free thoughts all right uh this was my first time watching this film and i had the last time i saw tenchi muyo was probably on tsunami my man mm-hmm. yeah so now, I can't say that because I did remember a friend of ours, Chase, who was on our Tron episode, <laughs> uh, did uh, say you have to watch Tenchi GXP. GXP. Oh, no. It's like, best which, thing it's, ever. Which is like, it's, don't get me wrong. It's funny. It's not Tenchi. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he, I mean, like, Chase was saying, be like, this is the best Tenchi ever. And like, okay, but <clears throat> Tenchi's not in it. Yeah. It's like, how is it? It's, it's barely Tenchi. Yeah. It's Tenchi light. More like Tenchi not. Uh, <laughs> it's fun. Don't get me wrong. It, that show is funny. It's just not. It, it, it's just barely. You, you could have called it anything and it would have not changed a thing. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, if we're going along with this Coke analogy, it's like if you're asking for a Coke and they go, yeah, here you go. And they hand you a Pepsi. Yes. That's yeah. pretty much it. You're like, this is good, but this is what I asked for. Well, no, with Pepsi, it's crap. Anyway. <laughs> well, now we know how you feel. Well, hey, I grew up calling Pepsi Poopsie. Poopsie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's it's kind of like it's it's like down here in the more southwest everything's area. Coke. Uh, everything's like Coke. Texas. Yeah, everything's Coke. Everything's Coke. Y- you think we're joking, but I have literally heard the conversation. Hey, do you want a Coke? Sure. What kind? Uh, Dr. Pepper. Yeah. I, I mean, I have that conversation on a daily basis. <laughs> I actually, I remember we moved from the South to the, I used to live in Corpus and when, I remember when we moved to Missouri as a kid, lady came up and she goes, what kind of, what, what would you like to drink? And I was like, well, what kind of Coke do you have? And she looked at me, she's like, diet or regular? And I'm like, no, but what kind of Coke do you have? Like, do you have Dr. Pepper, Pepsi, Sprite? <laughs> and this poor little waitress is like, What's wrong with this child? <laughs> My mom had to step in. She's like, he'll take a Dr. Pepper. <laughs> I, re- I remember going to uh, Utah for a mission trip. Woo! And uh, so uh, we went there and uh, we were going to, you know, preach to uh, p- preach to the lost and, you know, maybe convert some Mormons or something like that. But uh, that was an interesting trip. Preach it's, the it's sister a, it's wives. A, huh? Preach the sister wives. <laughs> 
Sorry, there's an internal joke there. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I do I do not want to lose my breath where I have an asthma attack. Sorry. So sorry. let's not go there. I'll leave it. I'll uh, that, leave it that, alone. That is, that is a joke for another day. <laughs> so <laughs> either way. So we get down there, and I remember I think we were in Wyoming or something like that. And uh, one of our guys would be like, Oh, uh, I need a Coke. So this was in Wyoming. And so the, the it's like, okay, go walks by the, the riches walks, comes back and puts a Coca-Cola. It's like, ma'am, like I didn't ask for a Coke. Yes, you did. No, did. <laughs> <laughs> I was asking for, I was like, to be like, you're supposed to say, what kind of Coke? It's like, you asked for a Coke. It's called pop here. <laughs> it's like, Oh, okay. Well, you, what I kind of pop do I want? I don't know if I trust a place that calls it pop. <laughs> I can understand soda. Kind of fountain drink you want. Yeah. Hop, on the other hand, just does not sound right to me. Yeah, California is the exact same thing. Well, it's California. Yeah. What, <laughs> anyway, what, what kind of pop do you want? <laughs> it's like uh, uh, popcorn. <laughs> Anywho. Anyways, you know. Uh, now that we offended uh, we everybody. Were... <laughs> yes, yes, we have. Now, now that we we chased this uh, cabot. Yeah. <laughs> either either way, uh, I enjoyed the movie. Now, if you have no real context of Tinchi, the Tinchi universe and going into this movie completely blind, you are going to be seriously lost for like probably most of the film until you realize, oh, this is who this is. This is the crazy girl. This is a crazy woman. This is the princess. Wait, which this one's the crazy the one? I was about to say, I was really just about to say. Uh, I'm assuming he means Washu. Yeah, Washu. Are you, you sure it's Ryoko? Only, the only reason I could guess Washu is because I've known this guy for three years now. <laughs> I know the way he thinks. Oh, that's good stuff. Uh, so either way, <laughs> just saying, be like, they're, 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 there needs to be a little more lead up to this film. Like they kind of introduce people because you're just going like, who? Huh? I know Tinchy. I think I know who this is. Oh yeah, that's the princess. Mm-hmm. Who hey. else is on, who are these people? <laughs> but either way, uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the film. Um I do have a few issues with the film, and we'll get there in my dislikes. But overall, I thought it was a fairly decent film. It was the indie was very good. The time travel was kind of uh, problematic in some cases. Uh, but overall, I, I think thought we the may have a disagreement on our hands. Yeah, maybe <laughs> just maybe, just maybe. We'll get there when we get there. Exactly. Just, just saying like the other show. show. <laughs> All right, Drew. Uh, if you are wanting a little more context for this, I will say uh, go watch the anime. It's listed on Funimation as Tenchi Universe. Though you try to Google any of this stuff and all call Tenchi Muyo somewhere in mm-hmm. its title. But uh, honestly, I'm not sure how, unlike my friend Jacob here, I don't know how much actual context you need for this because I knew some of these characters already. But for the most part, I thought in the first couple minutes, they, with the exception of Sasami, I thought they explained who all these characters really were. Yeah, so, uh, except, except for uh, Ryo Oki. Yeah, uh, that's just a weird alien thing that's there for most of the movie. Yeah, it's just in the context of the movie itself. 
uh, I recognize Ryoki's more much much more than that. Mm. But uh, uh, I enjoyed the movie. I uh, watched it. This is, this was my first viewing of it. Uh, I was a little worried in the first couple minutes because uh, all of a sudden we were in the past and. Uh-huh. The mouths were moving, but there was no sound coming out. I was afraid something was wrong with my disc. <laughs> <laughs> I double-checked the Japanese dub to make sure it was doing the same thing so that this wasn't some weird thing that uh, that, the, that Pioneer had done back in the day. Uh, I That threw me off a little. And then finally it gets back in. And then later on, they do explain all those things you're seeing. Um I don't know why they did that. That threw me off. I feel like that's where the title sequence should have been. Right. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember if there was a title sequence actually on this, but uh, outside of, I think, I know there was a title card, but I think that's all I remember seeing. Right. But um, I remember I, I enjoyed it. I watched it. Uh, I thought it's a, it's a very fun one. The, the time travel, I think actually does make some sense. And the climax I thought was perfectly suited for the story we got, even though it does somewhat feel like it's out of left field. But mm-hmm. honestly, how else are you going to stop this uh, villain? <laughs> um, but yeah, I, 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 I did enjoy it. So yeah, definitely give it a shot. If you, uh, if you have any interest in anime, yeah. just be forewarned. This is a nineties English dub. Yeah. And all that that implies. Yes. <laughs> it's not bad. It's probably one of the better English dubs out there, but it's still not great. <laughs> all right. So in my defense, I was talking about Ritsuko earlier. You know, the space pirate. Oh. Uh, Ritsuko? I, I, I'm double checking his wording here. You mean Ryoko? Ryoko. Ryoko. Yeah. I don't know who you actually said. <laughs> There again, I'm terrible with names, <laughs> I, and, and I and I know that your reading disability does not help you. No, it doesn't. <laughs> anyway, that's going to bring us to the end of our spoiler-free review. Join us on the other side of the bumpers, and we will get to spoiling this thing. Ray, we're wrong. Okay, this progress is a part of Christian Greek Central. Network. Hey, Scoop. What are you doing, man? I don't know. I'm supposed to be ringing Ed. All right. Hold on. Give me give me it. Okay. All right. This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. There you can find a collection of blogs and podcasts working together to bring you some of the best content on the web for Christian geeks, such as Helix Reviews. Helix Reviews is a podcast where David Arrington reviews movies, music, comic books, video games, and all kinds of media, all from a Christian geek worldview. His hope for this podcast is that it will be entertaining, informative, and interesting, but will also get you thinking about the media you are consuming. Do you like Star Wars? I don't just mean the original trilogy. Along with that, I mean the prequels, the sequels, the anthologies, the animated shows, and of course, (laughs) who doesn't like Baby Yoda? Well, if you've been in the fandom for any length of time, you know how toxic the fandom can get. And if you'd like to be able to discuss a galaxy far, far away in a much more positive light, might I suggest searching out The Outer Rim, a Facebook group dedicated to all Star Wars, and check out their YouTube channel, which you can easily find at Pop Americana, 
which the podcast you're currently listening to is also a part of. To find that and more, check out the link in the description. The following is a spoiler-filled review for the movie Tenshi Muyo in Love. Listener discretion is advised. Tenshi Muyo in Love was written and directed by Hiroshi Nagishi, who also directed an anime called Sonic Soldier Borgman. I don't know what it is, but I couldn't pass up a name that ridiculous. (laughs) It was also written by uh, Ryoe Tsukimura, who also wrote uh, the, the, the show Revolutionary Girl Utena. And of course, Tenshi Muyo was created by Masaki Kajishima. The music was composed by Christopher Frank of the band Tangerine Dream, and he also did the music for the television show Babylon 5. Getting into the cast, uh, for the English dub, Mark K. Miller was the voice of Tenchi Masaki, and on Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, he was the voice of the monsters Garbage Mouth and Parrot Top. Okay. Petraea Butchard was the voice of Ryoko, and uh, in the anime Serial Experiments Lane, she played Miho Iwakura. Jennifer Darling was the voice of Ayaka. And on the television show The Six Million Dollar Man, she played a character named Peggy Callahan that was in two episodes. Sherry Lynn was the voice of both Sasami and Kione. And uh, in Toy Story, she was the voice of the mom. She was also the voice of Mom's Disgust and Mom's Joy in Inside Out. Uh, Ellen Gerstel was the voice of Mihoshi. And in the Dragon's Lair cartoon series, she played Princess Daphne. Uh, KT Vogt played Washu. And in Princess Mononoke, she played uh, the woman in Irontown. A a woman in Irontown. Uh, Debbie Derryberry was the voice of Rio Oki, and she played Jimmy Neutron in the Jimmy Neutron show and movie, of all things. Uh, Michael Scott Ryan was the voice of Kane, and did you know there was a Fern Gully too? Really? Yes. I. I... It was called Fern Gully Two: The Magical Rescue. Okay. Had to rescue sounds... another force. I guess. Apparently. And I'm I, and considering that uh Michael Scott played the villain in this movie, I'm kind of wondering if in Fern Gully 2, the villain of that was Mr. Chuckles, who he played. Okay. I don't know why you name a character Mr. Chuckles. <laughs> <laughs> uh Jay Hopper was the voice of uh adult Nobuyuki and Katsuhito. And he played a pot of gold in the video game Pajama Sam 2, Thunder and Lightning Aren't So Frightening. Mamma Mia, Mamma Mia. Let it go? (laughs) No, uh, I I find it funny how so many of these are like stuff I've never heard of. Now, that being said, Andrew Philpott was the voice of Nobuyuki as a high school student. And he played the character of Lord Braska in Final Fantasy X. So at okay. least that's a semi-major character. Uh, Grace Zandarsky was the voice of Achika. 
And in an episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine, she played a character named Latara. But I don't remember this episode, so I don't remember if that's good or not. And uh, getting into the Kingdom Hearts connections, I had to kind of dig a little, and almost both of these are pulled from the Japanese cast. Toshiyuki Morikawa was the voice of young Nobuyoki in the original Japanese version of this movie. And in the Japanese version of Kingdom Hearts, he was the voice of Sephiroth. Such a weird <laughs> difference there. Yeah. But then he's also the voice of uh, Snow White's prince in Birth by Sleep. Okay, then. Uh, Yuko Mizutani, who was the voice of Mahoshi in the Japanese version, was also the voice of Queen Minnie in Kingdom Hearts. And that brings me to the end of the Kingdom Hearts connections. Jacob, what do we got in Info and Stuff? All right. So, Info and Stuff, you are able to watch this currently on Funimation with their premiere uh, subscription. Mm -hmm. And I think it's also, what is it also on a, a Crunchyroll? Uh, don't quote me. Okay. Do not quote me on that. Okay. Either way. Uh, <laughs> you can't, you can't, you can't watch it on Funimation with their premiere uh, subscription. Uh, and I, I, I'm now on IMDb. It has a seven out of 10 on Rotten Tomatoes. It has a score of 89%. Uh, production was by Anime International Company and Pioneer LDC, who later became Genion, who later got bought out by Universal. That is true. No wonder they were. No wonder Universal was part of it. Yeah. Now and now I know. And knowing's half the battle. GI Joe, Tenchi Muyo. <laughs> <laughs> Even better. <laughs> All right. So it's distributed by uh, Tohei Company. And in the U.S., it was distributed by Universal and Funimation Entertainment. It is it, now, anyway. Yeah, it is now, anyway. Uh, its release date was uh, April 20th, 1996. And other than that, I can't find a thing on this thing. <laughs> like, no, no budget, no theater releases, nothing. All I know... It's got two additional movies and a hand like a dozen or so uh, yeah. series. And OVAs the legacy with it. on Tenchi Muyo is absolutely ridiculous. How much there is? Yeah, there's there's the original Tenchi uh, Tenchi Muyo, mm -hmm. which is like was an OVA. Yeah, mm -hmm. and, uh, re it's actually released now under, uh, here in America as Tenchi Muyo Rio Oki. Yes, that's not confusing at all. <laughs> oh trust me i went down this confusion thing about three or four years ago when i was going to go through this originally oh okay. and then never did because i got confused right and just said this is not worth it i think it's because <laughs> yeah. like some people don't understand what o ovar is rather yeah yeah and so they're like oh we'll just do this <laughs> yeah it's, it's like just call it a mini series or a made made by made for tv movie depending on how long it is yeah right so so funny story uh, a couple of years ago, my brother and sister-in-law were told, oh, you need to watch Tenshi Muyo. So a friend of theirs had given them the set, the, the, the first season. Didn't tell them it was the unedited OVA. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they're watching this and it's like, oh my gosh, turtle. What are you thinking? <laughs> It's like, oh, this is cool. Oh my god, oh my gosh. I feel like 
I feel like I'm now on the FBI wanted list here. <laughs> anyway, anyways, <laughs> uh, I want to put a point of clarification in there because a lot of times when you're talking about anime series this old, uh, they like to recompose the music. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is even though I listed an American as the uh, film's composer, he's not the film's the film the composer for the English version. He's the film composer for the film, period. Yeah. So don't get that confused. Just want to point that point of clarification before I jump into our summary. After Summarize it. what? Summarize it for us. Will do. After being defeated by the Jirai Emperor and the Galaxy Police centuries ago, the monstrosity powerful Super A1 class criminal Kane was imprisoned in the subspace room of the GP's headquarters, never to be released. Why does that sound like the Animaniacs? <laughs> well, he was a bit wacky. In the present, established to be 1996, the year of the film's release, Kane escapes his bonds, destroys the GP space station, and travels back in time to take his revenge on Jirai's royal family. The Galaxy Police only have time to send a short warning before Mahoshi and Kione intercept. The Masaki house, the shrine, and Tenchi himself all begin to fade out of existence. Washu theorizes that someone is tampering with the established timeline and uses a shield to keep Tenchi from vanishing. The shield is only a temporary solution, so Washu sends the rest of the group back to 1970 to prevent Kane from killing Tenchi's mother, Achika. Tenchi's friends assume roles as Tenchi's father, Nobuyuki, in Achika's high school, while Tenchi himself stays hidden to prevent causing a paradox. Tenchi and his friends must also deal with a rogue GP operative bent on seizing glory by killing Kane. After determining the exact time that Kane strikes in 1970, the group tries to defend Achika only to see the villain escape into subspace with her and Nobuyuki. Tenchi, Ayaka, and Ryoko follow and challenge Kane that even with their powers boosted by Washu, they are no match for him. Washu sends a powerful dimensional cannon from the present and Kione mans the weapon to destroy Kane. Tenchi is wounded, and Achika unlocks her latent dry powers to fuel his sword and deal a crippling blow to Kane. The group barely escapes in time before the dimensional cannon is fired into their pocket of subspace, finally destroying Kane. Before her memory is wiped along with Nobuyuki's, Achika asks Ryoko and Dayeka to take care of Tenchi, since she will not be there for him in their presence. Uh, jumping into the trivia for this, Continuity-wise, this film follows the television series Tenchi Muyo, well, uh, released here in America as Tenchi Universe, which was in 95, while ignoring Tenchi Muyo Ryooki, which was from 92. On a related topic, Tenchi's mother, who was named Kione in Tenchi Muyo Ryooki continuity, was renamed Achika for this movie. So that's not confusing at all in the slightest. <laughs> no, it's not. So, Dallas, yes, sir. you're our guest, why don't you give us your first like? My first like is the artwork. Like, you can really tell, like, for, again, keeping in mind, this is the 90s when this came out. And, right. and there's, a, there's a feel to animation in the 90s. You can tell they put a lot of effort and work into the art of this film. Like, they're like, this is going to be cinematic. The way that colors just popped. Uh, even like the beginning where you see Kane breaking out of the, the the subspace prison and you got these flashing lights everywhere. I mean, it like honestly, it kind of gave me um, 
vibes from like um like Alien, like the original Alien movie. Mm, okay. Like just like and and honestly, like that's the first thing I saw. Again, remember, this is my introduction to Tenchi Moyo. And so um just picture me fifteen years old, two o'clock in the morning, pitch black room, and then just that red light on my screen. I'm mm-hmm. like, what is happening? <laughs> see, my thought when I saw that was, oh great, Hal's in this. <laughs> I can see that. One space I can't there you do go. That, Dave. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tenchi, I can't do that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but all the way through, there was so much care put into the actual art of the movie. Again, American dubbing, it's a thing. But mm-hmm. as far as the art style of everything, it was gorgeous. I think it was beautiful all the way through, especially with it being dated there in the 90s. Now, watching it again, now I didn't have the um, the beautiful Blu-ray that you have. I have a I have a DVD that was released 100 years ago. That's what I watched it on. And, um, and um, so I don't know if they cleaned it up for the Blu-ray. You have to tell me. But uh, you can see the grain, which, I mean, that's, that's kind of there. It's baked in. But it was it was beautiful yeah, all the way. You you get the grain in this also. Mm-hmm. Um, the I, I haven't seen the DVD release, so I don't know. But you generally between a DVD and a Blu-ray of the anime of this era, the uh, the backlighting mm-hmm. for the effects is generally brighter. It's mm, interesting. I don't know why that is, I, other than maybe it's another uh, pass where maybe they had to use a brighter light for the higher resolution or something. But right. It, that's just how it is. Man, I'll try to track that down because, um, again, I already think this is beautiful enough on its own, just the way that mm-hmm. the art works out. And um, and I'm actually a fan of seeing grain in a film. I think that it gives texture, literally gives texture to what you're watching. And um, and I think it can actually enhance a film at times. So yeah. um, I really, the art is kind of one of those top level things for me. It actually influenced me a lot with some of my own personal art as a kid. Uh, with the way that I drew stuff, so I just a note on that on film grain. I don't mind film grain, but I want it to be consistent. If you go from a scene with no film grain to really a lot of film grain, and then kind of a medium and back and forth on that, that annoys me. I kind of want consistency, but that's just me. You really do not need to see the uh, most recent cut of Metropolis, then. <laughs> Because it goes back. I, I recognize. I recognize the old. The farther back you go, the, you're just lucky to have what you got. Yeah. They're still <laughs> missing crazy. 15 minutes of that movie. <laughs> That's crazy. Mm. But of course, we're also missing what two whole seasons of Doctor Who that we only have on audio. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah. Mm. Uh, Jacob, your first like. All right. So, kind of following in with uh, Dallas's first. Uh, I like to call this one uh, "Mama's Got Her Game Face On," <laughs> which is which is which is the the uh, the fight the final battle in the uh, the uh, the subspace. Yeah, mm-hmm. where uh, Tenchi's mom like man, she gets hype. She, she does yeah. get hype. She does get hype. I like to see like her her uh, she her inner powers awaken and she goes to town on Kane. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was like, Whoa, hold on. Because there again, it kind of, it's like, okay. Tenchi shows up. Oh yeah. Tenchi's going to finish him off. No problem. You don't expect the mother to do it. I was like, no, Whoa. Okay. That was a, that turned it a little bit. I was like, Oh, okay. Whoa. Okay. 
Okay, she just went so Super Saiyan minus not the gold hair. <laughs> it was purple. No, she went silver hair. It's platinum. <laughs> she On our, platinum our, hair. our version, it was more of a platinum hair. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know why. why I, I just looked more of a silver than a than a purple to me. That yeah. is true, but. but just that scene in itself, where she, uh, where she takes on Kane, uh, with uh, Tenchi's uh, Lighthawk sword. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you looked up the name of that thing. I remember Lighthawk I sword. I was just gonna say lightsaber. <laughs> that's kind of <laughs> what it is. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is, I mean, like animation-wise, that scene is absolutely beautiful. Mm -hmm. Well done, very well executed. Uh, the animation throughout the entire movie. Uh, even during some of the the comedic bits, like during uh, during the train scene, mm -hmm. that is hilariously good. <laughs> My, minus, I, I do have little problems with with the uh, with the dub and the the lip sync, right? But other than that, it is just animation. In this movie is great. Yes. Definitely at the, the very end, where uh, um, hmm, Tenshi's mom just you know brings it, mm -hmm. and I just love that. It was so good. So hopping off of your first like there with the action pack scenes, I, I'm going to have to go with my first one, which is this has got to be the most action packed harame <laughs> I have ever seen. Agreed. Uh, I know, see. Here's the thing: this has been Tenchi Muyo is probably would be been the first harem anime I probably ever watched because mm -hmm. uh, it was before I knew that was a thing. Mm -hmm. uh, and I I knew there had to have been a reason. I liked the show back in the day, but I couldn't remember what it was, you know, 20 years later ish. <laughs> uh, until I, we get to those last couple scenes and it's like, dude, this is not what usually goes on in these things. I think the only thing that got has ever got this close was a Negima. And I don't even, and that's just, a, that's just Harry Potter, the anime <laughs> true, with kissing. True. Uh, uh, but I, I, I like the fact that this does feel like it's got stuff there for both uh, the boys and girls in the room. Cause it's, I love the relationship. I love the action. Mm -hmm. uh, I love the fact that we get a transformation scene. I didn't know was coming. Yeah. And even though I'm not very, I don't know a whole lot about Japanese culture. I have to admit she looked good in the full samurai esque outfit. Yeah. And the kimono I, stuff. I, I'm yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I'm sure that has a different name than I said, but anyway, <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I thought that whole aspect was cool, and I like the fact that yeah, Tenchi he gets a little, he makes the sword into a pretty much a little dagger in this. She's got the full long cloud buster sword going <laughs> on. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, it's like wait a minute, you hurt my son, no, you die. Well, let me rephrase. It wasn't Cloud's buster sword. It was Masamune. Yes, it was Sephiroth's sword. Because it. it's about that long. That's it, man. <laughs> I, I I have we kept kept. I halfway kept expecting to hear Seth Ross theme during us. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, bring it, mama, bring it. Dude, I need to make that AMV. <laughs> anyway. I would watch that. It wouldn't be that long. No. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, it was a, it's, uh, I love the fact that we get the an, an action pack scene in something that's supposed to be mostly, because it's a harem anime, it's supposed to be with a name like Tenchi Muyo in Love, which I'm going to get to my question on that and the dislikes, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, I still have to, I was not expecting the epic fight scene that this ends on. 
Right. So yeah, that's my first like is the fact that this is an action-packed harem. Uh, Dallas, what's your second like? Um, man, you kind of took mine with that whole action-packed thing. It, <laughs> like, there's a lot of action there, but um, I, I can shift over to something else. That is, the, I really enjoyed the interaction between um, Tinchi's parents. Um, um, the um, oh, what's her? What's his dad's name? Um. Nobuyuki? Nobuyuki, yeah. Nobuyuki and Achika, the way that they... There's this beautiful love story between the two of them. And it's cute. It's adorable, you know? Watching them, like, you know, flirt a little bit. Uh, when they're, like, they're in the park and he's on the, with the with his uh, the 8mm camera. <laughs> mm-hmm. <Yeah. laughs> and, like, she says something to him and, like, he just blushes and everyone's teasing him. It's just fun. It's it's cute to watch yeah, that relationship. And actually, like, especially if you get into the franchise later... Um, it adds a, a, a depth to things, to the whole concept of what's going on here. So I really enjoyed that. All righty. All right. What's your second like, Jacob? Uh, my second like would be the... The very... The opening to this thing. Like, it starts off with... The, like, Tenshi starts disappearing, and then it, it shifts. Mm-hmm. This, 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 you know, basically a time shift to the past and we're like what in the world is going on <laughs> and it's just, it, yeah. it throws you for a loop right and i'm like and like drew said earlier the fact that there's no dialogue for like three minutes right and i'm like what in the world is going on and it, it threw me for a minute it's like okay that's really good writing even though there's no dialogue all except you know tenchi and his very uh, monotone voice is like this is the day I die <laughs> kind of like uh, Flynn Rider yeah, from- I was about to say that's that's Eugene Fitzherbert in a nutshell yeah exactly <laughs> this is the day I died or in the case I disappeared um, but overall imagine if Back to the Future started out that way oh my god <laughs> wow okay well there's now, some Back to the Future elements to this there are definitely yeah, some Back to the Future elements I, I would agree I would agree Tinchy loses his hand <laughs> Or his hand disappears. We're just missing him playing guitar at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Well, he plays a sword. <laughs> plays a <True>. sword. <laughs> he goes, zink, zink, pa! I got hit! Ah! Boo, 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 boo. <laughs> <laughs> then Mama brings her game on. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, that op- that dry Mama opening. Don't take no crap. <laughs> <laughs> Not my son, you... <laughs> To quote Mama Weasley, uh, <laughs> to kind of misquote Miss. Anyway, Weasley. <laughs> knows what I'm talking about. Okay, either way, that that dry opening was such a. I would say it's kind of a fresh air, uh, a bit of fresh air when it comes to an opening because most time they just bombard you with information. Mm-hmm. But in, in the same way, I wish they would have bombarded me with the information. In some cases, so I'll get there when it, we'll get there when it dislikes. But I enjoy how they open this this movie up with uh, leaving you completely. Uh, the opening with, uh, yeah, just jumping in the time and then going straight to. No, wait, I'm sorry. I'm probably getting it mixed up. <laughs> uh, is the. Uh, are we, we're used to Kane first and then we yeah. jump into. Right? Yeah, we're interested to Kane first, and then yeah, okay, and yeah, then we get the Tenshi disappearing while they're looking at the old family films, and then we get that three minutes in the past with no dialogue. Yeah, 
yeah, just the the opening in itself, just the, in general, from the introduce the cane to Tenchi, then jumping into time, mm-hmm. and then going back. It just it was like okay, this is jarring. <laughs> we're, we're we're not giving any context what's going on, right? Except be like, oh, Kane, this is well master criminal. Except you're watching, super- you're going, wait a minute, that teacher looks like Mahoshi. Yeah. Right. Why that, in the world is Mahoshi? Why, teacher? why are uh, I understand Achika? Why are Ryoko and uh, Ayaka. Ayaka in class? Right. Yeah. Why, why are they dressed up like uh, like Japanese school kids? Which really, this is what junior high. Why are they in school? <laughs> why did? Why is that what they went with? Uh, um, why is Sasami chasing Ryoki and? Tenchi way back here in the past. What the crud's going on? Yeah. <laughs> we don't even know why they're in the past. Yet. I was assuming we were getting alternate universe at this point. Oh, yeah. yeah I can that's see why you do that. What we were, that's not what we were getting. No. I'll get into more of that when I get to my likes. But go ahead. Finish. <laughs> All right. So, yes. The, uh, the, the dry, somewhat confusing opening that just throws you right into it and like, hey, let's just roll with it. And it's a very, it's a, direction artistic wise i thought it was a very good move Mm -hmm. drew my second like is how the time travel works in this which i know apparently jacob was not a big fan of but we'll get to that (laughs) one in a minute maybe maybe (laughs) maybe not you don't feel that bad about it maybe we'll we'll see (laughs) yes anyway uh i like the way the the logic on this worked like i said it does follow the back to the future s where uh, because the timeline's changed, you've got a little bit of leeway to get everything fixed in time. Right. But uh, it's not an immediate transfer. It's you do get that little bit of. Uh, it's not destined to happen the way it happened in the past. So you've got to go back in there and fix it. It's a good way to tell a time travel story of this type. Uh, I like how. Uh, I like Washu's time travel d- machine. It's very anime. It's very Washu. Let's be <laughs> it's honest. Very washu. It's, it's it's very much. You look at it. It's like, yep, that's a machine, and I bet it's going to cause trouble. <laughs> uh, it reminded me of that that um, that ride at the carnival that spins people yeah. over the walls. That's what it reminded me of. <laughs> oh, Tilter World. Yeah, Tilter World. That's yeah, it. Uh, just a hurl, <laughs> pretty much. I kept wondering at what point is Tenshi going to throw up? Because if there's going to be someone who does, it'll be it's him. His entire group, it's going to be him. <laughs> Either him or Mahoshi, but Mahoshi's asleep. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is true. Can you imagine Mahoshi waking up in the past and having no idea why she's there? Oh my gosh! I, we, that's, a, teach? that's a scene we missed. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Um. But yeah, I, I just I like the way it worked. I like the fact that uh, uh, is it Kiyome that's the other police officer? Yeah, Kiyome. Uh, I, I like the fact that for whatever reason, it's her that Washu keeps bringing to the future again <laughs> to get messages to. Which I'm going, why her? And why is it every time she's she's in the bathtub? <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand this. Because anime. Because yeah, it's anime. <laughs> Japanese. Yeah, it's anime. It's funny. Let's be honest. It is funny. But why her specifically? I mean, I guess Mahoshi's not that fun. You don't want to anger the space pirate or the two princesses. Right. 
Well, I mean, if you the look at it, Keone's so one the, of the princesses. You really don't want to do that to anyway. So <laughs> yeah, no, she's a little young, right? No, sorry. Keone nope. was really the most responsible person in that group, though. Like, that if you really true. think about it, yes, because she's only there because she was forced to be right. there. Yeah, and she was the only one that had access to the uh, who could understand what was going on with the uh, galaxy police uh, systems. Right, hmm. but I, I like the I like that we've got a. Uh, a fellow police officer causing even more trouble for the gang because it's like, Oh yeah, I'm going to go kill K. It's like, dude, you're the one who's going to be causing us all our problems until we can actually do this. Right. Cause Kane ain't going to show up to the last five minutes. <laughs> and I'm not wrong here. I, nope. I kind of knew that going into it. Cause it's very much trying. When is this going to happen? Cause there's obviously only about a five minute window when you're going to be able to beat this guy. That's <laughs> how these shows work. Exactly. That's, that's kind of how it worked in that uh, Star Trek episode, "The City on the Edge of Forever." You got to time it just right, but you're gonna, ha- but it's next to impossible to pinpoint it. So, yeah, uh, I like the way the time travel worked. I thought it was great. That's my second like. Uh, anybody have any other additional likes they want to pump out before we jump into dislikes? I just want to echo how awesome it was to see Achika just go all out with the the sword. Yes, <laughs> like that I was. Agree. I will. I will agree with that. that Mama's got skill. That was lit. <laughs> Anywho, let's go ahead and jump into our dislikes. So, uh, Dallas, I know you leaned heavily into the nostalgia on this one. There's probably not much you actually don't like, but <laughs> try so, and dig and find something. I, I can. I can definitely do that. And one of my dislikes was um, actually the fact that you don't have anything about Kane really throughout majority of the film like they 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 discuss him on the front end when he escapes you're like oh this is a big deal and then there's like zero conversation really about who he is what he is why he's so dangerous until that one point where uh Washi pulls in Kione and then it's just a really quick a brief thing and say all right so this is what's going to happen and everyone's looking around for him and like I don't know the way they played out that one other galaxy police cop like he was not giving me cane vibes you know what i'm saying i was like mm, yeah this is not the big baddie and and then it was it was like the last five minutes and it wasn't like like it wasn't he wasn't a real presence in the in the series or in the movie he wasn't a real threat throughout the most of it um you know I, i'm a big fan of of godzilla uh, the 2014 one and i'm a fan the fact you don't see Godzilla except for really the uh, for a little bit of screen time, but they yeah. made him a force of nature. Like you really feared, or you you sensed what how big he was throughout the entire thing. Whereas in this, Kane was just like a secondhand conversation. And now the story was told good about everything else, but it was like he was just like this awkward side note in the background of everything. So that was kind of one of my dislikes. I feel like they could have done more with Kane to make him more terrorizing, or at least have some more flashbacks, or have something where you know there's something more direct taking place, other than Tinchi randomly starting to phase out and they have to catch him upside down in a net every time for some reason. Mm, yeah, oddly, yeah, <laughs> that almost looked like a copy paste of that effect every time they did it. <laughs> it because yeah, his it arms and legs were in the same orientation every time. Very, <laughs> very true. Mm-hmm. Jacob, your first dislike. My first dislike. My first dislike would be why is this movie called 
<laughs> Tenchi Muyo, the movie Tenchi Muyo in Love. Okay, it's, it's to be fair. I have to say this is my first dislike. Also, okay. So <laughs> in, in in that same way, this movie has so many different themes throughout it. It has love not, is not what Tenchi love and love is not one of them. With it. Uh, except at least not like, Tenchi being in love. Yeah, it's Tenchi. I mean, like, what does it imply that Tenchi is in love with his mother? Well, he should be loving to his mother. Yeah, loving to his mother. He definitely is acting out of but, love. Yes, that is true. But being quote unquote in love, love. no. <laughs> yeah. So you you have a time travel element. You have uh, there were a hundred different things they could have called this that would have been better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> including the, the just Tyler's movie makes including, no sense. Including just Tenchi Muyo the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of giving it Tenchi Muyo the movie, Tenchi Muyo in love, it's or like, Air Surverse, whichever. And I, I'm so what on earth are they saying with this title? Yeah. I don't understand it. I understand I, why they call it Tenchi Muyo I, in love too. That movie because that makes sense. I, I wonder if and this is just me guesstimating here i wonder if it was called tenchi muyo in love because they wanted to get both the words tenchi muyo and love in the title in english because it is an english title i believe in the japanese version yeah. so it didn't really matter what it was as long as it was english and it had those words that maybe people would have recognized over mm -hmm. there and that's just the name they went with over here even though it didn't make any sense hmm that's just my theory. I know that's happened with some stuff. That's the reason why Final Fantasy is called the way it is, because they literally just wanted a alliterative name. Yeah. Mm -hmm. FF. And Fighting Fantasy was already took, which was their first choice. Mm. So I'm guessing it might be something like that. They were going more for a flavor title. But at the same time, I would have liked it if they changed it for the American <laughs> releases. That is true. That made just a little more sense. And also to quote Whitney Houston, what does love have to do with it? <laughs> But a second-hand emotion? It just raises the question. What is love? <laughs> Baby, don't hurt me. Don't, don't hurt me. No more. more. Anyway. <laughs> now, hey, Dallas, I, what is, sorry, I want to throw this in there with the whole tension. It's my understanding Tenchi actually means heaven and earth. So I'm wondering if it was uh, the play on words, because his name is Tenchi Moyo. Um, right. But if it's the under, hev under heaven and earth in love. You know what I'm saying? Love within heaven and earth. Which cuts that would be kind of the the story of 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 Nabuki in Achika. Yeah, I, them, I, I can that can make sense. I can see that, but unfortunately, it doesn't exactly work here because let's face it, us Americans don't get the pun. No, we don't. You're right. Because <laughs> you have to if you have to do that much work to understand the joke, it's not a joke right. anymore. And that's a failure of '90s anime ports. <laughs> Well, I mean, it doesn't. Not, not most of the modern stuff's kind of that bad too. Sometimes, <laughs> mostly because of the shadow of four kids. But anyway, four kids. Uh, Dallas, what, what what's your second dislike? All right, my second for, uh, dislike is actually, um, um, again, it's how I was introduced to the franchise. But I hate how it's such a hard start, and you have to know who's who. Like, you, you, there's no introduction whatsoever to any of these characters. Now, I think, you, like you said, Drew, eventually you get there and you go, okay, you're cool. Like, within like the first 10 minutes, you have a working idea of who these characters yeah. are. Um, but, you know, then all of a sudden you're like, why is Ryoko flying? How, how did that happen? 
or like, what is this Jirai stuff? Oh, they have powers now. Okay, this is interesting. Yeah. So um, now if you watch the franchise, and then this plays really well into it, you're like, okay, cool. Everything's solid. Um, but I really wish there was some sort of introduction. Um, after the, I, I was cool with the opening scene even, like with the whole like, you know, um, Kane escaping and Tenchi going, this is the day I realized I was going to die. And then all of a sudden there's this, all this stuff. But when you get back to it, let's have some exposition about who these characters are of some sort to just kind of mm-hmm. explain or drop some hints, you know, you know, other than like, you know, the last 10 minutes of the film where you find out Ryoko was a, a space pirate. Yeah. yeah. You know, see, this is a problem. A lot of anime movies have that are tie-ins to shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dragon, the Dragon Ball Z movies are just as bad. They assume oh, yeah. you've watched Dragon Ball and know who all of these side characters who only have a single line, mm-hmm. who they are. And there's no explanation on any of this stuff. Exactly. The only, now I will say just last week we reviewed uh, My Hero Academia Two Heroes. Mm -hmm. That had too much the other direction. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's like, uh, we don't need all the backstory for all these characters. In fact, you could cut about half these characters and it wouldn't have made a difference. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah. Absolutely. But it's a fun film. It's a fun film. It's a great film. Uh, My understanding is the second one's better. But it is. uh, with this one, a little bit, we were only talking about seven characters of our main cast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You could have explained it a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get some information so, yeah. about um, the whole um, dry family kind of midway through. Yeah. But then you're yeah. like, you're wondering like, okay, well, who are all these girls and why are they hanging out with Tenchi? Like at least give us a basis yeah. of why mm-hmm. these ladies are hanging are, are running with Tenchi and his family. And this is a uh, this is another rant. Where the heck was Nobuki and and Grandpa in the in the present day? When when crap hit the fan? Uh and they showed them, but they only had like a barely their appearance. Like I was like in the beginning of the movie, like when Tenchi's disappearing and, and, and Washu saves everybody, I'm like, yeah, where are they at? They, <laughs> yeah, those. Well, I mean, they, those two would still be around. It's just that they wouldn't be in the same. It's not like Tenchi where he would cease to exist permanently. Right. They would have still existed. They just would have been in different situations. Yeah. Right. So I don't know. That caught me just now. Like it just popped in my head just now. <laughs> yeah. No, I understand. I understand. Uh. Jacob, what is your second dislike? My second dislike would be... Hmm, because Dallas would be like, hit you know, hit the head on a hammer with the with his, because it's, it's just like, what in the world is going on? <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely go with... Uh, some of the lip sync is off in this film. Uh... <laughs> Primary, what the 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 focus I'm going with is the train scene. Mm-hmm. Now, Grant, the train scene is hilarious. Between uh, you're going to help me out because I'm bad with names again. Ryoko and uh, Ayaka, Ayaka, yeah. Ayaka. Yeah, that whole tension, that whole tension. The pirate scene. and the princess. Yeah, the pirate and the princess. <laughs> I think Thank that's you. a song. Pirate and the princess. That's cool. I have to look that up. I was a pirate. She was a princess. This is a song. I know it is. I have to find it. (laughs) 
I know there was something in the 2000s about a skateboarder. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he was a boy. She oh, was my God. She was a <laughs> And I make it any more obvious. Yes, please. I'd like to know. <laughs> Complicated. That's the song you're talking about. Was that the name of the song? I had yes, no idea. <laughs> everything's so complicated. That's a, I, no, that's a different song because I know the Weird Al parody to that one. Oh, okay. <laughs> either way, either way, the uh, that scene it's like where the two characters are like bickering at each other like they normally do, and because uh, obviously how expression of the characters are, I would find it either they didn't. Either there's a lot more dialogue there that we're not seeing, or it's they wrote they wrote the scene but didn't count for some of the lip flaps. So mm-hmm. it, it's there again. It's a minor nitpick, and there there's there's also the the problem with the time travel uh, paradox <laughs> with you have Tinchi going back and correct you know trying to correct his own past, and his mother who. Tinchi later says that using using her power shortened her life. So Tinchi all the time he went back in the past, and that's the reason his mother died because she used her latent power to save his life. Or it's just so it it's like could so complicated. That, <laughs> it could be that there was another incident that the movie doesn't touch on. True, mm-hmm. that would have caused her to to tap into that power too that is true right but what but okay but why why would her tapping into her latent powers of her dry powers cause her life to be shortened because well, obviously I mean, she's only t- half dry well she's they, half that is true. they also said that, though but then she's quarter so right but they also said in the when um the original Dorian king had helped to trap um kane in subspace yeah. it killed him because it took all of his because within uh again this is part of the whole you gotta know the lore the dry powers is that the light is a, is a life force and so what's mm-hmm. when for them the user powers is to use their very life force so in that regard shouldn't tinchi have kicked the bucket by season one <laughs> I mean, the powers a lot. <laughs> so there's an interesting conversation I've heard people have that there's a theory that the more that the um, Jirai family actually mix with normal humans, there seems to be um, a stabilization of their abilities and almost a strengthening. Um, so there was so it's the Gohan paradox, pretty much, because actually he's I, stronger. Be, he's stronger than his dad because he's half human. Exactly. Like Achika was actually, from what I understand, was stronger than her father, who was full Jiraiyan. And so it's kind of what it, like, that was a great example. Gohan. Yeah, I can kind of see that because I assume that they may have had the same nobility problems Europe had, and maybe had a little bit of inbreeding to keep the bloodline pure or something. Mm-hmm. It's possible. And being very careful who you let have the life force powers. Mm-hmm. But that's just the theory. <laughs> An anime theory. Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Matt. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, My last dislike. I have a very simple logistical question. Why did Sasami and Rhea Oki go back in time? To watch Tenchi. See, Tenchi had a reason to be there. At least from a storyline perspective. Because he had to be there to do the last thing. As far as I can tell, 
Sasami and Ryoki only had something to do outside of throwing the net up at the last minute. I feel like uh, that's to needed. Save those three times. <laughs> uh, that was that was needed. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying a lot of other people could have done this. Uh, but I mean, the only other thing they helped with is they went to all the other uh, temples there in Japan to set up the power battery thing mm-hmm. to to attack Sky Tree Tower. Uh, <laughs> wait, that's not Sky Tree. That is Tokyo Tower. Yeah. Sky Tree is a different tower. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> why do I know all this about Japan? I've never even been there. Uh, I watch too much anime is what it is. But um, anyway, uh, I feel like a lot of reasons they're there is for comedic relief, even though we've got a lot of comedic relief going on. Yeah. And there is, I guess, technically a reason, but you could have had Sasami come back without Rio Oki. And that there's just, it's just weird that they those two came back. In my opinion, <laughs> it didn't have to be there. Uh, I think you could have had, uh, you could have run shifts keeping an eye on Tenshi because Washu and Washu, um, Mahoshi isn't going to be teaching the whole time. I still don't know what I don't remember what uh, the other police officer was doing during all that. What her what her excuse for being there was? Kiyone? What her cover was she was a yeah, she was like a, a maintenance person. Yeah. Okay. Well, she has an even easier way to keep an eye on Tenshi than Sasami has. They're just kind of walking around town trying not to be seen by anybody. Yeah. <laughs> so here, here's a question. So why would the uh, the other Galaxy Police cop the dits? Miyoshi. What's her name? Miyoshi. Uh, a comedic reasonings. Yeah, that's true. Why? Why is she a teacher? B, I've known more teachers like Mahoshi than I did Kione. Oh, no. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. To everybody that is in the teachers union, I, we I do love, not support love, this message. <laughs> I, don't get me wrong. I, don't get me wrong. I, I know a lot of teachers. Yeah. One's probably watching this and is about ready to kill me now that I've said that. Uh, <laughs> but I'm just saying there are uh, some out there that are a little ditzy. <laughs> all i'm saying on your it's not everybody <laughs> i give you that i'll give you that i just like i said i know more like mahoshi than i do kione and i can see kione doing maintenance <laughs> i can see kione wanting to do maintenance <laughs> over being a teacher anyway before i stick my foot farther up my mouth <laughs> <laughs> what? i think that brings us to the end of our uh likes and dislikes so we need to give our ratings uh but dallas what is your rating on this on a scale of from 0.5 to 10 uh from 0.5 to 10 i'm gonna give this a a pretty solid eight in my opinion it's um for me it's fantastic 90s animation like i feel like this shows what um the 90s could do um the dubbing throws me off though um and if you're if you've never seen Tenchi Moyo, it's a hard thing to jump into. Like I said, it's a it's amazing that I fell in love with it when I did because I've never seen anything with Tenchi Moyo in it. Um, but I can see people struggling, going, "What the heck is happening here? Like, what is this little rabbit cat thing?" Hey, the cabot is cute. I love yeah, the space cabot. <laughs> So, probably best character. Never says a word, but probably best character. Ryoki helped me out with my kids' ministry, man. That's all I'm saying. Okay. 
Hey, Jimmy Neutron is the voice of the Cabot. She had a role. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Meow, 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 meow. Just, just put that into next. I, someone also needs to edit ten, uh, Jimmy Neutron lines into Ryoki. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I have all these great ideas. No time to edit. Uh, anyway, uh, Jacob, what are your thoughts? Uh, what is your rating? Um, I'm going to give it a 7.5. It's an enjoyable movie. Uh, like Dallas said, there is, uh, if you're not familiar with the Tenshi uh, Muyo Tenshi universe, what have you, you're going to be lost for a little bit. And uh, it doesn't it, be like, like said, be like you, you get into like who these characters are fairly probably 10 minutes in, but with the, within those 10 minutes, you are completely lost. What's going on. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, that's one of the prop, one of the main, one of the main problems with it because it doesn't really give you any context or like you have to be a fan like most anime movies you have to be a fan of the movie you have to be a fan of the series and if you just jump into a cold turkey you're gonna be like huh what mm-hmm. in the world but uh i enjoyed it beautiful animation definitely for mm-hmm. the 90s anime really well done uh executed very well gave you this nice little twist at the very end thinking your your main hero is going to be Tenchi but nope it's his mother and she she goes all hardcore on our main villain and it takes him out and uh, uh, the time travel is a little timey wimey but it's a great film it's it's a fun little film so yeah I give it a 7.5 nice Hoovian reference by the way you're welcome he picked it up from me uh, <laughs> I watched Doctor Who come I- on Dude, I'm just jacking with you. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm going to pull my prom coat. What? <laughs> this is cool. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> I'm going to give this a also going to give this a 7.5. Uh, when I'm anime from the 90s, I'm kind of so used to dubs from this era that the fact that the dub is a little bit crunchy, that almost leads into the charm of it. I can see that. At least a little bit for me. I mean, it's not over 9,000, so there's that. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I enjoyed the show. I enjoyed the movie. Uh, there's just a, a couple of little nitpicky things here and there, but nothing really that's going to kill it. I think the main reason it goes all the way down to 7.5 for me is uh, maybe I just don't have the uh, the, the lore knowledge I really need mm. to really, really appreciate it because I only watched about five maybe six episodes of Tenshi universe before i got to this mm-hmm. so I, I had been introduced to every character except for uh kione mm-hmm. Kione was the only character i didn't i didn't get introduced to yet but uh i enjoyed what i saw of that it's just i i kind of still was going into this i have no idea who half you people are and plus by the time i was in it, the uh, dry powers hadn't even been introduced yet so I was there was some of this is like oh well that's interesting I have no idea what's going on (laughs) (laughs) but I love watching it anyway because it's fun yeah and so yeah I'm going to give it a seven point five or some more be like you had it was you know over nine thousand so it's I love you three (laughs) thousand I think I'm following the math the bridge that he just took. I think you jumped about five tracks there with your train of thought. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> anyway, the that's going to bring us. Right there. 
Yeah, <laughs> that's going to bring us to the end of this episode. So, uh, yeah, uh, join us next week as we look at a, our second ever Blue Sky Studio movie. I am the first one since they were closed. Uh, we're going to be watching Rio, which is ironic because I do believe the blur birds that that movie is based on are all extinct already. Call. Cool. That's a slightly depressing way to end this episode, but wow. anyway. It's got dark. <laughs> I'm, I could be wrong on that, too. That's what's sad. Um, so, yeah, uh, join us next time for that. Come, Jacob. We must prepare for next week. Prepare for what, Drew? Same thing we do every week, Jacob. Record a podcast. Oh, boy. Dallas, where can they find you at? <laughs> you can find me um, at geekdevotions.com. Uh, That's where my wife and I post up all, all of our YouTube videos for our ministry, Geek Devotions, which is the show from Devoted Geeks, who are devoted to letting you know that you're loved. When we take geek pop culture items like movies, video games, and comic books, and we use them to let people know they're loved. We do a weekly devotional using these things every Friday on YouTube. On Mondays on our Facebook page, we do a Bible study, which uh, Drew's have the opportunity to jump in on with us every so often. Um, and then we do a, what we call play and pray on Twitch right afterwards on Mondays where we play video games. But our main thing is this. If somebody jumps in the stream and they just need to talk, they just need to, maybe they need prayer. Maybe they just, you know, they need to talk through some stuff for a minute. I will pause the game and go to the main screen and talk with those individuals or my wife will, whoever's streaming that night. Because while we love our games, we love you guys more. And so that's that's what we got. So geekdevotions.com. Check out all our social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just look for Geek Devotions. Awesome. So uh, I guess uh, we will see you all next time for Rio. Uh, this has been Drew. This is Jacob. And we will catch you in the next frame. Ka-ka! So where can they find you, Jacob? You can find me on Facebook at Jacob B. Heron. Also on Facebook at Jacob Daily Art Corner, where I try to draw each and every day. I don't get to it as often as I like, but uh, join me there. Also, you can find me on Instagram at Jacob E. Heron, on Twitter at Jacob Heron, and Letterbox at Jacob Heron. So where can they find you, Drew? You can also follow me on Letterbox at GGeorge759, Facebook as Drew Dodgen, uh, my Facebook page where you can see pictures I've taken at Drew's Photo Bin. You can also follow me on Twitter at GGeorge759. You can email us at the Cellcast Podcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at cast underscore cell. You can follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash the Cellcast Gaming. You can also follow us on YouTube at Cellcast. Listen to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and your favorite podcast directory. You can also listen to us on the Movie of the Week podcast with Jim Heron, where we talk about live action movies. And remember, cell is a single, single L. L.